Hello, everyone, and welcome to Physio Minds. This is our PT podcast, and our OTs are here today. I'm your host, Alex. We have our co-host, Theo, and we have two special guests today. We have Chia and we have Rose. They're both two occupational therapy students from our school, so they will be talking to us today about what it means to be an occupational therapist and what they actually do, just like PTs. So let's start off with this. Chia or Rose, any one of you can answer. Tell us what year or what semester you are in school and a fun fact about you. Ooh. <laughs> you said it wouldn't be a hard question. <laughs> you know, I don't even know who I am. <laughs> um, okay, so me and Chia are both in our seventh term. We have one more term to go. We are in the doctoral program. So we have eight terms instead of the six that the master's program has. Um, one fun fact about me is, I don't know. I used to wrestle and do jujitsu. Okay, cool. You're also a beast in soccer. Let's just throw that out there. Oh, wow. <laughs> For the shout out. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um Oh, and like just a clarification too for like other people, because like some schools don't do it the same way we do, mm -hmm. but like we're third year OT students. Okay. Um, so that way would translate that way, I guess. So, yeah, I was, um, okay. was going to say a lot of the times people will ask me what year I'm in, and I'm like, well, technically we're 2.8, but I'll just say third year DP. Yeah. <laughs> it is 2.8. <laughs> um, oh gosh, a fun fact. Um, it doesn't have to be fun. It could just be fun. Um, <laughs> who are you? The, I know there's nothing fun about me. <laughs> there has to be how many different states? I don't oh, yeah, I've lived in a lot of different states. I grew up in Idaho, like that's okay. fun. Okay, Idaho potatoes. I like them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about how you guys were exposed to becoming an OT. So what was your first experience to what led you to become an OT? So Rose, you can go first. Okay. Um, I was in a car accident actually um, and ended up with a traumatic brain injury. So um, after that, I was sent to an occupational therapist to work on a lot of cognition. So, yeah, that's how I was exposed to OT. Right. Yeah. Gia? Yeah, I, um, so my younger sister has Down syndrome, and then she was, like, also born with a lot of other health issues. So um, ever since she was a newborn, like, I've just been, like, I've been watching her OT sessions. Like, yeah. she would get home health, and, like, we saw a little bit um, in the hospital, too, like, when she was like in the NICU and stuff mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I it was I was just around it so much um and then when it was time for me to choose something to do when mm -hmm. it was time to go to college like just kind of made sense yeah yeah wow so both of you have had a pretty uh interesting experience with OT one with being in OT and one seeing a family member go through it and that's yeah. kind of how I got into PT is I saw a lot of family members go through it. And I think, Theo, you've had experience being in PT, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Rose actually made a joke the other day about, <laughs> about how PTs get into their, um, 
there, uh, the, the field. I don't know if you want to mention that joke, but. Uh... Um, yeah, I said all uh, PTs get into the field because they tear their ACL during soccer. <laughs> yeah, and I said that's wrong. Sorry, because... PT. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I tore my ACL skiing, so. Mm -hmm. That's about 60%. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, here we are loving it. How's your ACL? It's good now. I don't got any issues. <laughs> I do everything. All my leg workouts are single leg to make sure there's symmetry, but it's good. Right. You know it. <laughs> you know what I'm doing. <laughs> so if you guys can tell us a little bit about what, where an OT can work, so clinical settings, and then what they do in those clinical settings. So I'm not sure you guys are currently on clinicals or just came back from clinicals. Well, we're, um, so we're done with clinicals technically now we're working on our capstone projects okay um and then we'll be going to do like a practicum kind of thing next term okay cool um sorry, but sorry yeah is that, like is that difference in a clinical or practicum like what is that well like a practicum is usually something that goes alongside a thesis okay or something like that so it's where you'll get experiential hours in whatever subject area that your project or thesis or whatever is on. Okay. All right. So cool. it'll usually be like hundreds of hours that you have to get. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And it's just to say that like we're an expert mm -hmm. in what and who we are researching. So, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Okay. So, do you, is. do you guys have different uh, fields that you want to go into? Uh, yeah. Honestly, like our goals might kind of be the same, Rose. Mm -hmm. Because I was together. thinking about, yeah, like, well, I mean, our capstone projects are different, but. Mm -hmm. So I guess, so your, your original question was like, what kind, like, who do we work with? And um, yeah, so like what clinical settings can you guys work in and what do you do in those clinical settings? So if you want to talk about a couple rows and then you can talk about other ones, Chia. Yeah, so um, we definitely can work in pretty much any setting. Um, we have a lot of non-traditionals as well. Uh, so you'll see us throughout the lifespan from, like Chia said, with her sister in the NICU to geriatrics in a SNF um, or a skilled nursing facility. And um, I can just say from my own experience, I saw one in outpatient for cognition for a TBI. Um, my clinicals, my first clinical was in acute care hospital. Um, and then my second one was a non-traditional with um, individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. They were adults. Um, so they were a lot different. Um, but so I'm just saying occupational therapy can be in a lot of different settings um, and do a lot of, you'll see us doing a lot of different things, but the end goal is that you can participate in your activities of daily living. So anything that you do, bathing, grooming, dressing, um, feeding, things mm -hmm. like that. Okay. Important things. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we can definitely work in a lot of different settings, like from the more traditional ones, like clinics or hospitals, schools, um we can work in like corporate settings mm -hmm. addressing ergonomics in the workplace um i've like i've heard of ot's working on like court cases and things like that um okay um like one example of a non-traditional setting 
is actually like related to my capstone because I'm studying women who have been um, affected by domestic violence. So like this is kind of an emerging area for us, but you'll see OTs working in like homeless shelters or women's shelters, helping people transition back into like daily life. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's really cool. Honestly, yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. So I'm, I mean, you guys opened up a whole new perspective. I don't know about you, Theo. So I have, I have a question, like from like a PT perspective, like I want to, I want to be able to like work closer with OTs. Right. So like, I want to be able to, you know, give the best care possible. So like, how do I know, like, I should refer this patient out to OT? Like, where are some things I should be looking for? You know what I mean? Do you want to take I it? Think... <laughs> <laughs> um, to speak. Okay. Yeah, like, um, I would say, I think the biggest thing is just if they're having issues doing daily activities, like, yeah. if, if you see that they're like, their ailment or, or condition or whatever is causing them to have, um, issues doing the things that they need to do day to day mm -hmm. and like you feel like that's out of your scope as a PT like then send them over you know okay, so that's really what it boils down to I get those little butterflies in my stomach make me a little nervous or whatever probably yeah. out of my scope of practice all us over all right um, but it can look different in different settings. I know um, that was a big thing for us in the acute care hospital. So uh, PT and OT work directly together most times in acute care. Um, we're seeing them for the initial evaluation together because we kind of ask the same questions and we want to see the same things um, at the initial eval. But a lot of times I noticed that physical therapists were actually like brought on the case first. And so how they would like refer us is that if they went into the room, you know, and they're noticing like anything with vision, anything with cognition, anything with sensation, they would send them to us. So if it was a CVA and they were having difficulty with um, sensation or or even if the, the patient says, yeah, you know, um, they, they just had a total hip replacement. Um, I'm having difficulties putting on my pants. So then you could, um, bring us in to, you know, give a hip kit, work on dressing with them, things like that. So. That's awesome. I, you actually got me a little bit excited to like actually do like a co-treatment almost with yeah. an OT. That sounds kind of fun. It is. It's also you get to see something from a different perspective, right? So having like a different mind there, just kind of like, hey, like, did you notice that? It's like, shit, I didn't notice that. Thanks for pointing it out. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That will happen. Yeah. Where we have like, I, I don't know. I think we're kind of trained to see things that like other people don't see. Right. So. Those are professionals. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say when I worked in in a inpatient care setting I wasn't a PT or a PT student there I was just a tech I saw a lot of PTs and OTs uh, collaborating together and I thought it was really interesting to see especially mm -hmm. like in the ICU they can both do a co-treat and your session goes 10 times easier because both of you know how to move a patient or both mm -hmm. of you know how to treat that pathology and continue to work together in order to get that patient back so like, for example, the PT might sit them, up, sit them up at the edge of the bed while OT can sit there and help them start moving their arms or start moving their toes and feet and kind of get them back with that sensation like Rose was saying. But yeah, yeah, 
Absolutely. And like, um, that's another thing. A lot of these patients in acute care, these are acute injuries that they're hooked up to so many lines. So it's, it's very nice to do a co-treat when you have another person in there again, who knows what they're doing and their max assist to edge of the bed, or, you know, you have two people in there that can, um, help with this and yeah, with like line management too. That's mm-hmm. always annoying. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's a big thing. You don't want to pull an IV out. <laughs> So another thing that I wanted to bring up was schooling wise. So for to become an OT, what are the criteria that you need to meet in order to apply to OT school? I know for PT, we had kind of talked about it in our first podcast, but for OT, I'm, I'm not really sure if it's the same criteria where you need uh, anatomy, physiology, physics, and all that stuff. Um, so for us, yes, we do need, I think, five core classes. Um, we need anatomy and physiology one and two. Mm-hmm. We need a basic biology course. We need a psychology course and we need a math. Um, forget which math it is. I took trigonometry. I think it's pre-calc. Is it pre-calc? Oh, I, I didn't I think it's pre-calc. pre-calc. You need stats too. Like for sure needs stats. Yeah. And then don't you need like a, I want to say sociology. I think you need a psychology or anthropology. Some kind of social science. Yes. They can intertwine. Um, So those are your core criteria that you need. Most schools are B minus and above to get in um, with those core criteria. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then some schools have their own, like I've, I applied to some uh, colleges or graduate schools that one at physics. So I actually had physics as well. And I applied to some graduate schools. I needed chemistry. So I also took chemistry. So you just have to look into what schools you specifically want to go to because some will have their own requirements as well. And you want to make sure you get those in before it's your senior year. And you're like, oh no, I have one term left and I don't have this, you know? Right. And is, is this similar to, is there like an OT cast or, cause for us, it's called PT cast, like the physical therapy, whatever certification application service or whatever it is. So is there, what, where can people go to apply to school for OTs? It, it would be, so it's the same for us. We have OT cast as well, okay. but there are some schools that have um, like an individual application where you can apply. Like I know USA has their own application portal. Oh, like a supplemental application yeah. is what you're saying? Well, no, like you can't, you like they have it where you can apply to them directly. Oh, without even going to PTK. Without oh, okay. doing, yeah. Like oh, okay. so, some schools are still doing that. So, like, okay. yeah, I guess like people might want to look into that before they apply because maybe they only want to apply to one school and like mm-hmm. it might be cheaper that way. Right. Because right. there's like extra fees associated with OTCAS and all that. <laughs> Always, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Applications are expensive. We talked about that previously, and man. Even like you to send your transcripts, like you gotta pay for that. It's just crazy. Oh, like, no, it's like isn't it each one? Yeah. Do so you have yeah. to pay for each one that you, yep. you send for your every, transcripts every, to? For every school that you send it to. If you want to do like, there's like a physical copy, an electronic copy. There's like different prices. Like, yeah. This bro, is bringing like, back. This is like I know this is traumatic. Yeah. I know. Like, <laughs> I had to apply to OT school twice, so this is true. Let me ask a quick question. Mm -hmm. Uh, So 
when we were in school, we were all together probably until like the second or third semester, I think for classes. The first. We only I think it was just first. Classes. Yeah, we all we had was EIP and uh, PCM. PCM, right? Okay. So what what did your classes consist of after like before you even went to clinicals? Wait, okay, let's do it. Let's wait. No, okay, wait. I remember. I think I remember. Let's go term by term. Mm. Yeah, so well, first term was like anatomy we so yeah anatomy of course um pcm so your patient care management how to how to treat patients correctly and how to yeah. manage them in general yes and then, and then we had um we had eip mm-hmm. evidence-informed practice so mm-hmm. where you're learning how to appraise literature and um, use literature to inform the things that you do in the clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, we had um, occupational engagement, OE. What's that about? Where you learn about all the wonderful theories in OT. <laughs> if you don't know what OT is before coming to OT school, you might drop. <laughs> like, you might want to work on that. Learn a little yeah. bit. Where, where can they find that information out? So obviously yeah. right now, this what we're doing now is like informing them what an OT does and mm-hmm. uh, what they actually do. And where else can they find that information? Um, like what? So you can go on the American Occupational Therapy Association. We have a web page um, and you can learn. So on that web page, you can go through every single domain of practice. So geriatrics, um, ad, like adults. And do we even say geriatri- geriatrics anymore? What do we? Yeah. We do. But okay. I mean, we call I know them older adults. Terminology, yeah. Older adults, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, adults, pediatrics. And then you go into your non-traditionals, like intellectual disabilities. Oh, you, you also have hand therapy, which is a specialty. Um, just Mental things health. like that. Mental health, yes, absolutely. So you can click on these and see exactly what we specifically do for each one and why. And it always comes back to occupations and activities of daily living. At the end of the day, no matter what we're working on, whether it's cognition, um, whether it's um, physical, um, sensory, anything like that, we are working to get you back to doing what is meaningful to you, what you want to do in everyday life. Um, So that is kind of how you navigate that another thing I would recommend too is like and this is going to piggyback or this is going to like segue into the next class that was on the list um is honestly like I would check out the occupational therapy practice framework Mm -hmm. um or we we call it the OTPF so it's basic (laughs) so it it's like this document that was put out by AOTA Mm -hmm. the American Occupational Therapy Association that details what we do and how we do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it has all these fancy little charts in there that like break everything down. Like all, like the way that we look at a patient, it breaks all of it down. Okay. And um, it, it tells you like, it breaks down what occupations are because that's like at the very root of everything we do. Mm. Um. So like, that's a really cool document. Like you don't have to read all of it, but like, just like, look at the charts. (laughs) Honestly, like I was like lucky to, and oh my gosh, if your undergrad has this, if you're able to take like an intro to OT class in undergrad, please do. Because my goodness, 
Like everyone doesn't have it, but my school had it because they, if your school has an OT school, like they, they're probably going to have something like this. Okay. And I would recommend it. Sometimes it's hard to get into, but man, if you can, it will help you understand things. Yeah. Like, cause that was really helpful for me when it came to like the theory. Right. So the, like the next class I was going to list was called um, domain of OT. And that's where we learn like what OT is, okay. I guess. Okay, cool. And we yeah. go over like the OTPF yeah. in that class. Yeah. Yeah. So- yeah. You guys had a what is PT or that's just we have to. No, I mean, we just we know. Like, <laughs> no, we had physical therapy practice, but it was more like laws. Like the laws. Yeah. Laws. We did. Yeah. I mean, so, we uh, might have gone over that in process. Medicare, Medicaid, like we learned about those. Process. Laws. Process. Okay. Yeah, probably in process. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, gosh. But uh, yeah. So a couple more questions so what do you guys what is your perception of pt and what do you think it is i want to hear from rose (laughs) (laughs) i just be clowning (laughs) y'all um honestly so what i think pt is physical therapy you guys rehabilitate a specific injury um and I love y'all. We need you guys. We need to work together, you know, but I'm still going to clown you. Why are you walking that patient around so many times? (laughs) No, but what do you think? (laughs) Um, like when I think PT, I think movement and I think like mobility. So, so just like, just you guys do interventions to help patients get back moving again like the way that they their body should be moving or in the best way that they can given their situation yeah i was actually talking to alex about this like earlier um like i consider myself a movement specialist like yeah like not necessarily musculoskeletal like yeah i know a lot about that and things like that but i for me, I break down movement and I make it better, right? That's that's kind of like at the core of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt that. So what's funny is like you say that you guys break down movement and make it better. We break down a task and make it better. Mm-hmm. There you go. There we go. We're task analysis and you guys are movement analysis. Kind there of. you go. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Good, good. I love that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, submit it. Submit it. I know, right? <laughs> write that down. Write that down. I know, right? Like a paper about this now. Like, hold on. Yes. That's awesome, though, because a lot of the times, a lot of people don't know what a PT versus a OT does. And mm-hmm. it's kind of sometimes when you get into school, I don't know how you guys felt, but it's always that PT versus OT but it really is PT and OT and speech and nurses and doctors all working together in order to get a patient better. And I think that's yeah. the biggest thing we have to look at it. Yeah. You guys have any questions for us or comments? <laughs> okay, you don't. No, like I, what inspired you to want to do this episode? So I, 
I think what really inspired both of us to do this episode, um, Theo would probably speak for himself on it, but basically what we wanted was an episode where we can learn more about OT and how we can refer our patients and have a better relationship with you guys. So not only as you guys as classmates, but as you guys as OTs and figure out, hey, if I see my patient and he's struggling to put on his shoe and he can't tie it, or if he's having trouble at home washing himself in the bathroom or in the bathtub and he can't brush his teeth, well, who am I supposed to refer out to? I can refer out to the neurologist and maybe see if there's a nerve conduction test that they'll do, but that's not going to help me. I need someone there to actually get the rehab done. And that's where you guys come in. Yeah, and, and I agree I, with that. That's kind of what I wanted to get out of this too. Just kind of see like how, you know, I can refer to you guys, how we can work together to like, you know, improve patient outcomes really. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate yeah. you guys. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for having us and thank you for coming on. Thank you for answering all our questions. I know it was a lot. Smile, you guys are done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for having us. This was actually really fun. So we got to advocate for OT here. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to get you guys back on the... Uh Uh-oh, we lost him. He might need some OT. We'll find find some other questions. (laughs) okay well anytime there's plenty to talk about (laughs) yes oh my gosh all right everyone thank you for coming to physio minds our podcast will be uploaded soon our next episode will be a secret we'll let you guys know what it is very soon so thank you chia and rose for coming and thank you guys very much and tune in for the next episode